Good day, family. Welcome again to a message by Graceway Church. It's always a pleasure. It's always an honor to come and share the gospel, to come and share the good news of God. And I thank you for joining us. Whatever time you are joining us, wherever you are joining us, you are most welcome. We thank you. We pray for you. We trust that God will encourage you with this message. We trust that God will strengthen you with this message. We trust that God will comfort you with this message because he is our comforter. We welcome the Holy Spirit in this place in Jesus' most precious name. Family, this morning, uh, I just want to share with you on a message that was laid in my heart. I was reminded when Jesus was speaking to his uh, disciples and telling them that he's going to go and prepare a place for them, he's going to go to the Father. In that conversation, Philip asked him, please, Jesus, before you go, just show us the Father. And Jesus turns around to Philip and says, Philip, I've been with you all this time. Why is it that up until now you don't know me you don't know me so philip by now you should have known me i've been with you for such a long time but as i'm about to prepare to go to my father you are saying you don't know the father by now you should be understanding philip that if you see me you've seen the father so there is no need for you to be asking to be shown the father so this led me to think that you know it could happen that you may be walking the the path you may be following Jesus yet you do not know Jesus yet you do not know your Savior yet you do not have an intimate relationship with him you are just walking with him you are just walking with the crowd you are following him and yet you do not know him and Jesus here is saying really Philip you should have known me by now in other words Philip there was an expectation that by now you should be knowing him so family, children of God, as we walk with Jesus, as we walk the journey with Jesus, there is an expectation that as we walk, we know Jesus. As we walk, we understand Jesus because as we know him, as we build an intimate relationship with him, we will begin to take his image. We'll begin to take his form. We'll begin to live a life that demonstrates Jesus. We'll begin to live a life that the world will say there's some Something different about these people let me be a part of them let me join them what is it that is so different with them I give glory to Jesus that may we as we journey may we as we hear this message begin to understand begin to know Jesus intimately and Jesus in the Bible a number of times shares teaches demonstrates to us who he is and this morning I have chosen one such moment moment where Jesus in the book of John, John chapter 10, shows us who he is. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of John, John chapter 10, verse 11 to 15. The title of the message is, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. Let's open our Bibles, family. It reads from the New Living Translation, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The 
hired hand runs away because he is working only for money and does not really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, Father. What a powerful word, what a powerful teaching. Father, may this word resonate with us. May this word, Heavenly Father, reach out into our hearts. Holy Spirit, begin to transform us. Begin to help us understand what a good shepherd is. Begin to help us appreciate what a good shepherd Jesus is. We thank you, Father. We give all the glory. We give all the honor. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Family, before this verse that I just read, Jesus was speaking and saying he is not a thief. He does not come to steal and destroy. He comes to bring life and life in abundance. He came to die for us so that we could have life and life in abundance so that life could overflow like how David said, my cup overflows so that your life could overflow and there are many examples where Jesus demonstrates that he is the provider of overflow glory to him but today we are seeing here he starts to compare himself with the hired hand he says I am the good shepherd before we get there what is a good shepherd and a good description is found in Isaiah 40 verse 11 it reads he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. A shepherd, a shepherd feeds his flock. A shepherd provides for his flock. A shepherd gathers the lamb, gathers the young ones and in his arm, in his strong arm and protects them and carries them in his bosom. He then leads glory to Jesus. He does not drive but he leads and that is what a shepherd does. But Jesus in this teaching, Jesus says I'm not just a shepherd but I am the good shepherd. I'm not just a good shepherd but I am the good shepherd. So Jesus Jesus in this verse that we have just read, Jesus is comparing himself with a hired hand. He gives us a number of characteristics of a good shepherd, of the good shepherd, and is saying, I am that good shepherd. There's, there's about five of them that are on cover in my message. The first one, he says, I sacrifice my life for my sheep. Unlike the hired hand, the hired hand, when the wolf comes, he runs for cover. When the wolf comes, he bolts. When the wolf comes, he disappears. His eyes is out of sin, but I am the good shepherd, the one that is prepared to lay his life for the sheep. I stand between the wolf and the sheep and I protect my sheep. Oh glory to Jesus. That is why he came down to die for us so that we could have eternal life. He sacrificed his life so that we would never have to 
to be the sacrifice ever again so that we could receive eternal life. We thank you, Jesus, for being obedient to the Father, for coming down and taking the form of man and saying, I lay down my life. He chose, he could have decided not to. He says in, in the same chapter, much later, my, that is why my father loves me, because I am able to lay my life and pick it up when I want to. Jesus is saying, child of God, he is the good shepherd that is prepared to sacrifice his life for you. I like what he says in the verse 11. He says, the good shepherd did not sacrifice or does not just sacrifice once, but he sacrifices his life. So continually, Jesus is protecting you. Continually, Jesus is standing in the gap. Continually, although he's seated with the Father in heaven, he is standing in the gap for us and protecting us. Glory to Jesus. Glory to the King. He sacrifices his life. He sacrifices his life. A good shepherd sacrifices his life. Glory to Jesus. It's interesting. This is for someone that's trusting God for something. This is for someone that is praying to God for a breakthrough. This is for someone that's trusting in God for something that looks impossible. And in Romans 8, I just want to encourage you. I just want to strengthen you. In Romans 8, verse 32, the Bible says, since, meaning Jesus, since, uh, since, meaning God, he did not spare even his son, but gave him up for us all. Won't he also give us everything else? Glory to you. Glory to you, Jesus. I'm saying to you, child of God, there are things that you are trusting God for that in your natural eyes look impossible. But I'm saying to you, if God could release the most precious thing and send it to earth and sacrifice him, how much more will he not withhold all other things? How much more will he not withhold other things? The second characteristic of a good shepherd is a good shepherd never abandons his sheep. A good shepherd never runs away from his sheep. No matter how messy, no matter how bad things are, Jesus will never abandon you. Jesus will never leave you. He says, the reason, he says, a hired hand when a wolf comes, abandons, leaves his sheep. But Jesus never leaves his sheep. Jesus is there with his sheep in trouble. Jesus is there walking with his sheep in the journey. I am reminded of three men that had confidence, that had trust in God, that worshipped God and refused to worship anything else. And even when they were put to the task to say, declare your worship to this idol that has been built. Otherwise, you are going to the fire. They refused and this angered the king and the king made the fire seven times stronger than ever before. And these men were thrown into the fire. And my Bible says, in their fire, there were four men, there were four people walking in there. God had not abandoned them. God will never abandon you. Even in the fire, even in the flame, 
God is always there with you. What a like of oh, glory to Jesus. When these men got out, when these men were called out, three of them came out. The, the fourth one was not seen because he was waiting for another day, for another situation where you are in the fire and he's there to lift you up. He's there to carry you through. The interesting thing is that these men, not even a piece of their cloth had caught fire. Not even a piece of their hair had caught fire. Their clothes were not smelling of smoke. I'm saying to you, child of God, maybe there's someone in this room here. Maybe there's someone here in this room that is probably going through a situation. A situation that's beyond your control. A situation like Jehoshaphat, you are saying, I do not know what to do. Our help will come from you. I am saying to you, child of God, God has not abandoned you. God is there for you. God is about to change your situation. You are victorious. You are victorious in that situation. Victory has been declared over your life because Jesus has conquered. Jesus has not abandoned you. He is with you. He will never forsake you, nor will he leave you. So child of God in the fire, know that God is there with you. Know that God has declared victory over your life. Know that victory is certain in Jesus' most precious name. I'm reminded as well in the Bible, it's found in the book of Deuteronomy about chapter 31, where Moses gathers the nation and he says, I'm 120 years old. God has spoken to me. I will not cross the river Jordan. But have courage. Have courage. Be strong and have courage. Because God is going before you. The promised land that you are going into is occupied. It's not vacant land. But God is going before you to take, to fight the battle for you. It's not your battle. He is going to fight it for you. And you will possess the land. He says in verse 6 of the chapter 31 so be strong do not be afraid and do not panic before the enemy i'm saying to you whatever may be confronting you i'm just saying to you child of god be strong be courageous in deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6 he's saying to the israelites don't be afraid of what you are going to see there because for the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Glory to Jesus. I'm going back to you child of God. You are going to take territory. But that territory is occupied. Do not be discouraged. Do not be weakened. But be strong. Whatever your dreams were for 2020, stand firm. Whatever your dreams were for this decade, whatever your desires were for this decade, God is still on the throne. He has not abandoned you. The fact that you are hearing this message is testimony. Glory to Jesus. Amen. The third one, 
I said the first one, he sacrifices his life. I said the second one, he will never abandon you. That, that is the good shepherd. He will never abandon you. He sacrifices his life for you. And the third one is you belong to him. Jesus says the reason why the hired hand runs away when things get tough is because the sheep don't belong to him. What connects him to the sheep is the wage. What connects him to the sheep is the money. And when he's faced with challenges, when it's his own life is at stake, his life is more worthy than the money. And Jesus says, I am not that. He says, you belong to me. You belong to me. So if you belong to me, I have every vested interest in you. Child of God, I don't know wherever you are listening to this message. Maybe feeling disowned. Maybe feeling lonely. Maybe feeling depressed. Wondering. Who do I belong to? I've been left out to dry. But let me assure you, if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you will belong to him. He says a few verses later in this chapter that we just read, he says, those that you've given to me, I will grab, I will, I will hold on to them. I will not let go. They belong to me. Hallelujah. Jesus, child of God, is the good shepherd. We belong to him. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 23, it says we belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. We belong to Christ. That is why the good shepherd will protect what is its own. Will protect what is its own. Let me tell you, you are more likely to look after your house that you own than you are to look after a property that you are renting. Because what you own, you've put skin in the game. And Jesus is saying, I am the good shepherd. I have put skin in the game in your life. You are mine. You belong to me. I care for you. I've got good things for you. He's put skin in the game. You are his most prized possession. Peter, in one of his letters, he says, not just are you a possession of God, but you are the most prized possession that is why he could not wait any longer but when the time was right he released his son to come and die for you he could not wait he could not stand a little longer without being reconciled to his most precious possession he took a part of himself and crucified it so that he could be reconciled with his most prized 
possession. That is why when he created earth, he spoke the word. But when it got to you, he took his time and he molded you. He used his hands and molded you. And when you were molded, he then breathed his spirit into you so that you became the form of him because you are the most prized, the most valued possession. Glory to the king. Number four, I've said to you, a good shepherd sacrifices his life. A good shepherd never abandons you. A good shepherd considers you as his property. He paid the price, the precious price for you. Number four, Jesus says the highest hand runs away because he does not care. In other words, Jesus is saying to me and to you, I am the good shepherd that cares about you. People may not care about you, but I am the good shepherd that cares about your life. I am the good shepherd that cares about every situation in your life. Jesus cares, child of God. Jesus cares about you. Don't let the devil mess you up. The devil will point you to the problem. The devil will point you to the challenges and begin to put things in your mind to actually say the reason why you are in these problems, the reason why you are facing these challenges is because God doesn't care about you. I am here to tell you that Jesus is not a liar. He calls himself the good shepherd. He compares himself with the hired hand and he says the hired hand runs away because he does not care. Therefore, the good shepherd cares. And I care. Child of God, the devil will cause you to compare yourself with others. He'll cause you to compare what you don't have with what others have. And make you think and start to put thoughts in your mind that if God cared about you, you'd be having those things as well. If God really cared about you, You'd be having those things, but I'm here to tell you, child of God, God cares about you. God has a plan for you. Don't compare God's plan for you with your friend's plan because God has a different plan for them. And for all of us, his plan is to prosper us. Child of God, never find yourself asking yourself, Jesus, don't you care? Because Jesus always cares. That is why in the book of Matthew, chapter 11 of verse 28, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. He cares. He cares. He cares. He cares. Jesus cares for you. That is why in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, Jesus is coming and coming to a crowd and he sees a multitude and he was moved with compassion for them, for the multitude because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Like sheep having no shepherd. They were harassed, they were confused, they were helpless 
But Jesus had compassion and he started teaching them. He started caring for them. Child of God, Jesus cares for you. Jesus cares for you. In the book of Psalm, Psalm 55, verse 22, the Bible says, Cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. Another version, the New Living Translation says, Give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. You know, I'm not a, a shepherd. I'm not a sheep farmer. But what I hear is that if a sheep falls or rolls and finds itself on its back with its four legs up in the air, very often if that sheep is not assisted in a short while, that sheep will die. That sheep will die. So a shepherd needs to look out all the time for his sheep to make sure that there is no sheep that's got its legs flapping up and down in the air because that sheep, if not rolled back onto its feet, is going to die. Isn't that what Jesus did with our feet? There was no one to help us. There was no solution for us. And he brought the solution. We were dead in our trespasses. We were destined for the wrath of God. But he came and positioned us. He came and clothed us with the righteousness of God. And we were able to stand on our feet. Because he cares for us. A shepherd the good shepherd that Jesus is cares for his sheep. Number five, Jesus says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. So child of God, the good shepherd knows his sheep. He knows his sheep one by one. There may be billions of us on this earth, but Jesus knows his sheep individually. He knows them one by one. You may think you are just a nobody, but to Jesus, you are someone. To Jesus, you are peculiar. To Jesus, you are unique rather. To Jesus, you are unique, child of God. Don't ever think that God does not know you. God knows you. He knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Specifically you. You are listening to this message. Wherever you are, God knows you individually. I like the way Jesus mentions it here. He says... I know my sheep just as I know my father and my father knows me. In other words, he's saying just as I have an intimate relationship with my father, so do I know my sheep to that extent. 
I know my sheep just as my father and I know each other. He knows us individually. If we turn our Bibles to the book of Psalm, Psalm 139 verse 1 to 6, David says, Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. This is a man that was after God's heart. This is a man that understood God. This is a man that would fall and come back to God and say, Father, I have sinned before you. This is a man that knew God. This is a man that knew that although I am anointed as king, I will not lift up a sword and kill Saul. This is a man that called God his shepherd. He says, you know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts. Not just my actions, but you know my thoughts. Even when I'm far away. He continues in verse 3 to say, You see me when I travel. And when I rest at home, you know everything I do. One time he says, you know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it. You know me, God. You know my every part in me, God. You know what I'm about to say even before I say it. You know my thoughts. You know me about to sit. You know me about to stand. You know every part of me, God. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Oh, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Too great for me to understand. He says, God, the way you know me, the way you know me, it is too wonderful. It is too great for me to understand. I'm saying to you, child of God, even today, God knows you. It is wonderful. It is too great for you to comprehend. Just believe it. Don't try and apply logic to it. Hallelujah. God is saying to you, child of God. He knows your every move. He knows your desires. He knows your challenges. He knows your problems. He knows your failures. He knows your weaknesses. But he says, come to me as you are. Because I am the good shepherd. I am the shepherd that knows you. I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Come to me. He knows your disappointments. He knows your embarrassing moments. There is nothing that he does not know about your history, about your now, about your future. He is the great shepherd. The great shepherd. Glory to Jesus. 
He knows your most cherished moments. There are moments that you will forget that are so wonderful. Where he has lifted you up, where he has protected you, where he's covered you, where he's been there for you. He knows, he remembers. He remembers those good moments. But let me just confirm as well before you think otherwise. He never remembers your weaknesses. Here is the question, child of God. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And a good shepherd knows his sheep and his sheep know him. There is no doubt in my mind that Jesus knows you inside out. He knows the number of hair on your head. He knows every part of you. But have you got to a stage where you know Jesus? Have you got to a stage where you've got an intimate relationship with Jesus? I spoke about David in Psalm 139 and even earlier. And I said, David knew God. He, he desired the heart of God. That is why David in the book of Psalm, Psalm 23 could say, the Lord is my shepherd. Because he had an intimate relationship with him. There was intimacy between him and God. He did not say the Lord is our shepherd. The Lord will be our shepherd. He says, I know my God. He is my shepherd. He's not my grandfather's shepherd. He's not my children's shepherd. But he is my shepherd. I've got an intimate relationship with him. That is why he would say, I shall not lack. That is why he would say, he leads me into green pastures. That is why he would say, although I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear nothing. That is why he would say, my cup overflows. He anoints my head with oil, my cup overflows. That is why he could say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. David knew God. My question to you, and it is God's desire for your life, that you know Jesus, that you know Jesus, because he is the way to the Father. You know, I think it's in the book of John where Jesus' brothers say to Jesus, go back to that city and perform miracles so that the people may believe you. And the Bible says his brothers did not believe him. Did not believe him. So Jesus wants you to know him. Jesus wants you to desire, to hunger 
for an intimate relationship with him and that intimate relationship with him will come through reading the word will come through meditating on the word will come through fellowshipping with him will come through worshiping him will come through prayer and fasting will come through prayer he wants to bond with you he wants you yes you've accepted him as lord and savior but he wants you to draw nearer to him much closer to him so that you can begin to start the journey of conforming into his image so that the world may see that you are a true disciple of christ glory to jesus king david says to solomon in first chronicles chapter 28 verse 9 he says as for you my son Solomon know God your father as for you Solomon know God your father he's your father in as much as he's the father of the Israelites but he is your father I may be your father but know God your father as I close, it's interesting that Jesus uses the shepherd as an example, as an illustration. Because they cannot be a shepherd without sheep. He could have used, I am the Messiah. I am the Prince of Peace. I am the creator of the world. But he was drawing to a relationship between a shepherd and sheep. And I just want to give one characteristic of a sheep and then I'm closing. Have you ever seen a sheep carrying a load? I've never seen a sheep carrying a load. I've never seen a sheep pulling a cart. I've never seen a sheep pulling a plow. I've seen donkeys carrying bags, loads. I've seen people on donkeys' back. I've seen people on horses. I've seen cows carrying, pulling carts, pulling plows. But I've never seen, I've never seen a sheep with a load on its back. I've never seen a sheep with a, with a yoke on its neck pulling a plow, pulling a cart. And I'm saying to you, child of God, you are never meant to carry your burdens. You are never meant to carry your cares. You are never meant to carry the load. The load, the battle, the fight belongs to Jesus. Submit Surrender it to Jesus. Cast all your cares. Psalm 55, 22, the one we just read earlier on. Cast all your cares to him. You are his sheep. You were never meant to carry. You were never meant to carry burdens. That is why always God would say in situations, do not fear, do not be afraid. The battle is mine. It was never yours. Even 
salvation, even the way to salvation. God declared it in the Garden of Eden that it is not our battle, it's not going to be through our doing, but he's going to send an offspring that will come from a seed of a woman. I'm saying to you, child of God, whatever you are carrying, it's time to take to lift it off your head, lift it off your back, and leave it with Jesus at his feet. You were never meant to carry it. That is why Jesus does not use this illustration to say, I am a lion keeper. He says, I'm a shepherd. I look after my sheep. My sheep cannot defend themselves. My sheep are dependent on me. I'm saying to you, child of God, now is the moment. I'm just going to ask that we pray and just surrender our burdens. We're never meant to carry these burdens. Just surrender our burdens to God. Surrender, 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 release, 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 release. Holy Spirit, help the listener. Holy Spirit, help the hearer to release their burdens to God. When something is crushed into in your hand, God can do nothing with it. But when you give it to God and lift up your hand, you transfer the responsibility of dealing with that matter to God. In closing, Jesus, in the chapter that we read, chapter 10, um, later on in this chapter, around verse 16, he says, I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They are also, they, they will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. Jesus is saying, I've got my sheep, but there are sheep that are not in this sheepfold. They need to come in here. And Jesus, child of God, is speaking to you now. If you are finding yourself and are unsure whether you are in, in, the, in this one sheepfold that you should be, where the great shepherd will look after you, where the great shepherd will sacrifice his life, has sacrificed his life for you and continues to sacrifice his life for you in defending you. This is just layman this uh, 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 where where um, the good shepherd has sacrificed his life for you where the great shepherd has promised not to abandon you if you are one of those people if you are one of those people that are not in this fold that are not in this group now is your moment to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Once you've accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, you immediately become his sheep. You are no longer scattered. You are, you've been drawn 
into his fall. If you are that person, just lift up your hand and say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that you sent your son to come and die for me. Today, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died for me. You, are, you rose from the dead and you are seated with the Father in heaven. Today, I accept you as Lord and Savior. I am a child of God today. I am a new, I am a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. I thank you in Jesus' most precious name. Let's give God a round of applause because there's someone out there that's heard this message and has accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. Continue joining us on this channel. Continue listening to us. Continue going to other messages that we've shared before and just be a part of this global family. We thank you God and glory we give to you in Jesus most wonderful in Jesus most precious name amen